ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. It is not Gus Kattengill today. I apologize to all my very, very... My Gus fans out there who would like to hear him every day that you can. He is off with Tulane. I'm Andrew Lopez from ESPN.com, sitting here with Aaron Summers. And we are taking over for the sports hangover today. Aaron, how are you doing? I am great. We had a fun win last night against the Pacers. It was a grinded out kind of win. It was surprising that you know the Pacers just would not die. <laughs> but we got a win, so feeling good today. It was uh, it was definitely one of those games last night. Uh, the Pelicans ended up winning one seventeen to one thirteen, where I, I remember looking over at Will and Christian early in the game, and it was I was like this this feels like a blowout. Like I feel like this is about to 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 be one of these nights. And then, like you said, the Pacers just would not go away. Um, Dwayne Washington Jr. Yes. comes in. He hits four threes in a uh, in the fourth quarter. There, he ends up with a career high twenty one points for Indiana. Uh, Karis Lavert got hot, I think, at the end of the third quarter. There, it was. Uh, it, it just they would not go away. But luckily for the Pels, uh, Devontae Graham comes in. Josh Hart comes in, uh, even off of his sprained ankle. Uh, and as much as those guys came in last night, um, I guess this is breaking news right now about. 10, 15 minutes ago, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look like any of them are going to be able to do that tonight. The Pelicans just released their injury report for tonight's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm just going to read to you all of the guys who are now out tonight. Should the, I go like get some coffee you can and, prob- and yeah. put my feet up? And yeah, wait? you can. Yeah, okay. yeah it's, this is going to be a while. <laughs> uh, Devontae Graham, left ankle soreness, out. Jay, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, he's going to take a rest night. Brandon Ingram, ankle sprain, he's out. Josh Hart, ankle sprain, he's out. Kyra Lewis, Zion Williams, and Didi Lozada, Trey Murphy, all out. Trey Murphy might be one who uh, some fans didn't didn't realize. He obviously came back from Birmingham on, I think it was Sunday night. Um, sorry, played in Birmingham on Sunday night. Got back uh, to the New Orleans yesterday. Was put into health and safety protocols. So he is now out. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans will have the following players available tonight. Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, Garrett Temple, Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Tomas Sadoransky, Gary Clark, Billy Hernan Gomez, and Najee Marshall. Now, the reason this game is tonight, and I'm sure when we talk to Todd Graffinini at 1245, yeah, he is going to... Yeah, let's definitely rehash this. Uh, he is going to ex- explain his love, his, his undying, pure love for this situation tonight. Um... Back on December 19th, when the first kind of wave of Omicron was hitting the NBA with a number of cancellations Mm -hmm. and postponements, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were hosting your New Orleans Pelicans on a Sunday night. They had to play the Boston Celtics the next night. 
And that at the same time was also when the G League showcase was happening. So their two G League guys, uh, their two two-way guys were off in Las Vegas. And they dipped below the eight required players to play that game. Right. Uh, conveniently dipped yeah. below. I, yes. <laughs> Uh, so that game was ended up was postponed, I think, maybe like an hour or two before tip uh, because they couldn't get those guys in. And because of the NBA rescheduling of these games, the Pelicans now have a basically three consecutive back-to-backs. Indiana, Philly, tonight is a back-to-back. They push the Denver game that was originally scheduled for Friday. I mean, for Thursday or, or Wednesday, I think. Mm-hmm. That's now Friday. Now you have... Denver, Boston, Friday, Saturday, off day, Sunday, and then road back or road games uh, at Cleveland, at Detroit on Monday and Tuesday. So a lot of games coming in here for your Pelicans. Uh, Uptown Ruler is on hold. We have a caller early, uh, buddy. Let's go to uh, let's go to Uptown Ruler. Hey man, I was glad Brady was sitting at home. I was so glad to see Brady get kicked off, kicked out of the playoffs. Hey Gus, how you doing, man? Hadn't forgotten about you, bro. If you're still out, if you're out there listening, yeah, Gus is on a. I think Gus might be on a plane right yeah. now, so he'll uh, he'll have to catch up when he when he when he gets the uh, the on demand listen of this a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, you know, uh, I'm gonna say it this way: it's gonna be San Francisco and Kansas City. I, I'll, and I'll tell you why it's gonna. Go go for it. Tell me why. I'll tell you why. Because, see, Joe Burrow, he's just learning now. The system. All right? So I give Joe Burrow to next year to go to the Super Bowl. Okay? And okay. I can't say about the Saints. Okay? Because the Saints <laughs> got some holes they need to fill as quarterback. Uh... Who knows who's going to retire? Who knows who's going to come back? You don't know. Everything is uncertain with the Saints right now. Yeah, from from here. But I know they need a quarterback. They definitely need a professional quarterback. I mean, Taysom Hill, he's good for the role he's playing. And I think we're going to keep the other guy. But I think we need a leader, a strong leader. That's gonna that's gonna take over the team. That's gonna run the team on the field. That is, and go and just gonna complete take control because we we need some running back. We need some. In other words, we need some more wide. We need another wide receiver core. The two wide receivers we got. I don't think Michael Thomas is gonna come back. If he does, well, that'll be a surprise to me. But I think some stuff is going on off the field with with Sean Payton and him. And Sean Payton is not speaking about it. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I, I think what we what we see right there is a couple of good points that Tom Ruler made. One, when we get to to the to the New Orleans Saints, who do employ uh, Aaron Summers yes. at the same time. <laughs> Just going to preface uh, our conversations here with that. Uh, one, obviously, Gail uh, talked about the reports from over the weekend about Sean Payton not being able to. Uh, not not being committed right now to the Saints for the 2022 season. She says, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, I think there were some reports. Nick Underhill, Jeff Duncan both talked yesterday about how there was a meeting between Mickey and Sean right now. To the quarterback point, though, 
I think their quarter. I, I, I feel like I may be in the minority at this point right now. I think their quarterback is in the building right now in Jameis Winston. Um, I think there are, are a lot of other places right now where they need to, to I'm mean, obviously they're not going to be in salary cap hell. Like everybody talks about because they are, they are much better than what people I think assume they are. Obviously, um, Nick and Mike Triplett, a lot of people mm-hmm. are, have, have written about how how much they can they can sh- they can shed eighty ninety million in cap. They're very know. good at finagling yes. the money and the cap and what they need to do. They've done it throughout the season with the injuries that we saw and the need for them to readjust some of the people's contracts to get other guys in the building. So they'll be fine in that area. I know people like to freak out because they see numbers and they don't see how it's going to work, but. That's why those people have the jobs that they do. They will find a way to get some new people in here if they need to. Yeah, and I think Nick Nick uh, Nick Underhill of New Orleans uh, New Orleans Football has has a great article a couple of months back about how they can basically, I think, get rid of a, a eighty or ninety million just by restructuring contracts, mm-hmm. which is something they've done time and time again. But back to Jameis Winston, I, I was not necessarily a Jameis believer before the season i thought this was going to be okay it's Jameis and Taysom, and then they'll get get you to what everybody thinks is the new quarterback for next year whether that's a russell wilson or whether that's somebody in the draft i really like what Jameis did i did too and i didn't (laughs) and i was kind of conflicted because you saw what he did with the bucks and having him come in here and thinking that he's going to be your guy I don't think anybody was sold on that. But throughout training camp, you saw what he was capable of doing. He obviously has a great arm. It was more about the decision-making. And that's what was so impressive when he took the field this past season. It's so unfortunate what happened and the injury that he sustained because that changed the course of this season immensely and made it a lot harder than it needed to be on everybody, which I think is one of the reasons why Coach Payton is in flux right now because – he doesn't want to go through that again. He doesn't want to have to deal with another quarterback <laughs> battle or controversy. You know, he thought, all right, we're out with Drew Brees and we're going to go through this one year of trying to figure it out. And then if things just kind of blew up in every week, it was something yeah. else. So, yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston, though, he's he's going to have to be re-signed because I mean, it wasn't yeah, a it, longer contract now. than just that. When he when he goes down with the ACL, obviously the, a lot of things change in the Saints season. They were five and two up to that point in his seven starts. The biggest thing I think to me is what kind of a deal is he going to be on? Are there going to be other teams that are looking to? And I think there will to be push his his number up. There's definitely other teams out there that have quarterbacks right now that can play maybe another year. So you get somebody else in here like the Saints did with Jameis Winston, who showed he was very capable of doing that, learning the system, and then being able to go when Breeze moved on to uh to the wide receiver point mm-hmm. um I agree with uptown ruler I do not think uh I, I am also maybe in the minority here um uh, once again reminding everyone of who is a Saints employee in this room and who is not uh I I don't know about the future between the Saints and Michael Thomas this is now basically two lost seasons uh because of his injury struggles um I could see them moving on from him, especially in a deal that may you may try to get uh, that quarterback of the mm-hmm. future. I think Michael Thomas is a big uh, a big part in that. Um, as you go ahead and look at the rest of this, you know, we all thought Marquez Callaway was going to be the guy to step up this year. We, you know, and at times he had his moments, but you know, you could tell there was 
a lot of, you know, the Saints wide receivers needed to get more separation. Uh, that was uh, constantly an issue. Uh, Deontay Harris had mm-hmm. his moments. Traquan Smith had his moments. The problem was everybody had their moments, not when everybody else was having their moments. It was, okay, this is this guy's game. This is this guy's game. So I definitely see them uh, – I-, I could see them leaning more wide receiver at 18 because of that than anything else uh, rather than going on to try to figure out something, uh, you know, with maybe a quarterback spot or or everybody's favorite, the offensive line. Uh, where the Saints always uh, We saw why people. offensive line is very important this year. That depth is, is so. <laughs> crucial. And obviously with uh, with Teron Armstead's contract looming, we'll have to see what's going on with that. Uh, we will talk m- a lot more Saints later in the day. Just going to give you a quick rundown of our lineup today. Uh, we got we got a lot of guests. Uh, we're going to have Antonio Daniels come on at 1230. 12, uh, Ty Graffinini following him at 1245, continuing to talk Pels. Uh, we're going to bring Jared Roser in because it's not a radio show for me without Jared Roser. He's going to come on 115, talk a little bit of LSU recruiting. We're a week away from National Signing Day, the second version. Uh, LSU has a big five-star coming in this weekend in Harold Perkins. We'll talk to Jay about that. Uh, Tim Bontemps, who does not say his name properly. We will talk about that at 130. <laughs> uh, Tim covers, ESPN, uh, covers the NBA for us at ESPN covering the Philadelphia 76ers, among other teams. So we'll talk about him about tonight's game that just got a lot less interesting. Uh, and then in the final hour, we'll talk Saints. Amy Just coming on at 2.15. Sean Fazan coming on at 2.30. If you have uh, – oh, that's, that's – thank you, Jordan, for reminding me about that. Jordan, the intern, is monitoring the situation from home. While tonight. in class. No, he's definitely in class listening to us right oh, now. Oh, he's not, he's not in class yet. He's, he's, he's on his way. You'll, you'll know when he goes to class when all the text messages stop. <laughs> uh, but we go to our ESPN uh, Radio NOLA question of the day. It's very simple. Do the Pelicans make the play-in tournament? Right now, they, I think they are 11th mm-hmm. in, the, in the NBA standings. With one of the teams ahead of them right now being the Portland Trailblazers, who could be could be sliding a little bit uh, because of not having right now uh, Damian Lillard. Yeah, uh, and Damian may end up sitting for the rest of the year. The Pelicans are currently 11th; they are a game up on the Sacramento Kings, two in the lost column uh, at 18. The Pelicans are 18 and 28. Kings are 18 and 30. Uh, a game up on the Kings, a game and a half up uh, on the Spurs. Two back of the Blazers, four back of the Clippers at nine. So we're going to talk a little bit more Pelicans. We're going to talk a, well, let's be honest. We're going to talk a lot bit more Pelicans uh, here today. And then we're going to get to Saints here in the final hour right now. Though, before we get out, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to Louisiana. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before you go live. How do you get that 100? You use the code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E, when you sign up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Those who sign up right now get that $100 in free bets to use before mobile sports betting hits Louisiana, which should be soon, and we may talk about that later today. She is Aaron Summers. I am Andrew Lopez, ESPN Radio NOLA 100.3. Hey, hey, my friends, it's Dana DeFran Frilo here. Just wanted to reach out to you 
that our Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. We are back here on the Sports Hangover. Andrew Lopez, Aaron Summers, sitting in for Gus. Uh, Jordan, the intern, is somewhere pretending he's going to class. He tells Gus he's going to class just so I think he can get out of uh, being at the radio station. Um, Antonio Daniels coming up 1230. Ty Graffinini 1245. Uh, until then, uh, a little bit of breaking news. It looks like, uh, according to Ian Rappaport, that – I'm pulling this back up, Jordan. Thank you. Um, he is the leading candidate in Chicago right now to uh, be the general manager, which it looks like that then would clear up Jeff Ireland to be uh, to come back to the Saints right now. Again, we'll address more of those in the third hour today with Amy and Sean, come on. Let's get back and talk a little bit about your Pelicans and the fact that tonight we will not be seeing many of your Pelicans uh, because of the the uh, you know you use you, you throw on the term schedule loss, and I think when the NBA decided to reschedule these games, that's kind of what happened with the Pels. Uh, mm-hmm. you, they they go from it's kind of funny because one of the things I was asking players about uh, when we had. Uh, practice on Saturday and even at shoot around yesterday, they actually had a, 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 a gap of, I think where they, they played what, two games in eight days. Yes. Because of the, so you, you played really Boston Monday afternoon uh, on MLK day. Right. Last, so, this is last week. Yes. So really last week you had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night off mm-hmm. Thursday game, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night off. 
And then you come back with Monday, Tuesday game, two nights off, and then a four and five. So a six and nine because of the NBA scheduling uh, issues. I yeah. guess if you you want to you want to say it like that. I know a lot of people were hoping that the game would get scheduled sometime while they were already on the road last week because they were in that area playing you know Brooklyn you know the and Knicks such and then large Celtics gaps in and, time. Right. There was a lot of time and I was stuck in Dallas for the week. So I, I definitely felt <laughs> that large gap of time uh, with nothing to do. So unfortunately, it, it panned out this way for the Pelicans and they're opting to take it as a rest day primarily because these back to backs are so tough. And I don't think right. people realize. I mean, I've gotten on planes before and you just you're, you're sore, tight, or you just don't feel great. And last night, the Pelicans did not get in to Philadelphia until into the hotel until after 3 a.m. After playing a game, these guys are getting on a plane and not able to move and stay loose. And and the other thing about this, what the NBA, what the NBA did with them, this game is at 6 o'clock Central Time. This is at 7 o'clock local. Right, Central to East Coast time. So you're already losing an hour in your your normal schedule. So now it's a 23 hour turnaround, but you're also losing an hour on the, you know, going from East. It's Mm -hmm. just, I mean, it's less than ideal conditions. Now, while they are deciding, I think JV is the only actual rest tonight. Devontae Graham had been uh, questionable the last two games with the left ankle soreness. So playing last night, he plays, what thirty? I think he had a team high minutes. Like thirty five. Thirty five last night. Yeah. He was he was uh that was a team high minutes for him last night. Um, we saw Josh Hart sprain his ankle in the third quarter last night. I actually thought it was like knee to knee, like knee to thigh. Like it looked like friendly fire with Herb, and then yeah, somebody's like, no, it was his ankle. I was like, uh, like it didn't look like an ankle, but you know they came. It was a left ankle sprain. Now he came back, played the entire fourth quarter. All 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. I think that was probably a point where he probably couldn't check out because if he checks out, that ankle probably would have flared up a little bit. <laughs> right. But he goes and I think has 12 and 7 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Actually has his best free throw shooting night of the year. Goes yeah, he's nine perfect for nine. from the line, yeah. Goes 9 for 9. I know, you know, J.J. Redick likes to uh, mess with him about that. But he ends up actually – so he actually ended up playing a team, a, a team high 36 minutes last night. Devontae played a team high – or was second with 34. Um both of those guys are hurt. Obviously, Brandon has been hurt dealing with the ankle sprain. We saw what, uh, how his ankle bent the wrong way mm-hmm. against the Knicks uh, when when Grimes fell into him. And then, I don't think many people might have saw this, but on the Knicks broadcast, they showed as he was sitting on the bench uh, with his shoe off. Now, Willie Green ends up telling us after the game, hey, I, I couldn't put Brandon back in. That wasn't an option for me, so they were going to hold Brandon out. Um, I was told by multiple people that Brandon was trying to go back in the game. Of course he was trying to. Um, I mean, he sees this as a winnable game for them, and he wanted to make sure that... And he had such a good third quarter. And he's such a rhythm player that he mm-hmm. likes to play. like that. He has to stay in rhythm. He has to stay on the court and with his minutes. And I think he's thinking in his head, I've missed multiple times this season due to injuries. He had the hip contusion um, earlier that kept him out for seven games. And it took him a while yeah. to, to get right after that and for his shot to start falling. And I th- he's probably in his head thinking, I don't want to sit out. I want to keep playing. I want to do what I can for this team to win. Um, luckily, they didn't need him to come back in. It didn't get to that point where 
there was maybe a, a tougher conversation between Brandon and Coach Green because <laughs> Coach Green is open to listening to what his players want and what they're seeing, how they're feeling. And um, But they were able to pull out the win without Brandon to close it out. While he was on the bench with the shoe off, I think Grimes might have actually got into him again and hit his ankle. And then Devontae Graham actually fell into his ankle as well and stepped on his foot. I remember what are the, you doing, people? The Knicks, I remember the Knicks broadcast like showing him and like Brandon just gets up and like, you know, that just that angry, like I'm done. I'm getting out of here. Face. Yeah. Like he just, he, he just did disappear to, for a little while. Yeah. It was yeah. after Devontae stepped on his foot or after, after it was the second time he got stepped on his foot. To, to your point though, going back to, we were talking about this last night amongst the writers. When Brandon is hurt, it does take him a game or two mm-hmm. to, to get back in rhythm. Going back to his two previous stints where he was hurt this year, uh, when he missed the seven games early, his first games back, um, his first six games back, honestly, the the first time around. And this was before that meeting that he had with, with Willie Green, Green yep. where we saw him in the office and they were talking about it. Uh, he didn't shoot over. He shot 34% uh, his first six games back when he missed uh, the first seven games before things started to turn around. Uh, when he missed the two games at the end of the end of the year, when they missed the, the, the Cleveland comeback win and then the New Year's Day game against Milwaukee at Milwaukee, uh, when he came back from that, the home games against Utah and Phoenix, th- excuse me, three for 18, five for 18. So, But once he gets going, he gets going. And I think the thing that has been most impressive about him right now is is his assist totals. He's on a streak right now with five consecutive games with at least six assists. Um Christian Clark, I think in the he uh, Christian Clark from the, uh, Nola.com, the Advocate mm-hmm. Times Picayune, whatever they are now, um, made a good point. In that third quarter, there were seven. I think he he had seven either assist or hockey assists while not scoring, but he is getting everybody set up, and I think that is uh, has been big for them. The other thing that has been very big. So this is a team right now uh, who has started three and sixteen. Um, Things did not look like they were going in the right direction, especially with uh, with the big fellow not not being able to play because of the broken foot. But since they were three and twelve or three and sixteen, they are now fifteen and twelve. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things about this team has been their play in clutch games. Last night was another clutch game. The NBA defines clutch games as when the score is within five points in the final five minutes of fourth quarter. And obviously, you know, if, if you're into overtime, here are their numbers before December 15th and their numbers after December 15th in clutch situations. Uh, December 16th is, a, is the night that Devontae Graham hits a 61 footer to get yeah, everything just game. started turning around for the Pelicans <laughs> since all right, before then they were one and nine in clutch games last in the NBA offensive rating. So how many points they score? Per 100 possessions, 78.1, 29th in the league. Defensive rating, the other way around, 135, 30th in the league. Their net rating, minus 56.9, 30th. Their plus minus, minus 58, which was last. But at that time, 29th was minus 33. They were minus 25 worse than the second-worst team in the league. Their field goal percentage, 32.9, second to last in the league. Their three-point percentage, 11.8, second to last in the league. Total three-pointers made in their first 10 clutch games of the year, two. Ooh. Also tied at the end of the league. Now, since then, seven and three, second most wins in the league. 
offensive rating. Uh, that's is a big jump. 140.9, second in the league. Defensive rating, we're not going to put that because it doesn't hit the, uh, fit this narrative. Uh, but it is 120.5, and they are 22nd there. So it's still a jump of about 14 points in the defensive rating. Net rating, 20.4, fifth in the league in that time. Uh, plus minus, plus 24, third in the league in that time. Field goal percentage, 42 uh, 49.2, fifth in the league. Three-point percentage, 54.8. First in the league, 17 threes which is tied for the first in the league since then. The biggest key to that, I think, this season, we talked about Brandon's improved clutch uh, clutch play. That was a game where he was 3-for-3 three three in the clutch. It was, I think, his first three threes in clutch of the year. But the biggest one has been Devontae Graham. He has 10 clutch threes this year. That is, tied, I think, third in the league. Only Kyle Kuzma uh, and Fred Van Fleet have more. Uh, the Pels fell victim to Fred Van Fleet's clutch yes. threes in Toronto uh, a few weeks ago. But one of the reasons that the Pels went out and wanted to get um, a Devontae Graham-type player was because of his play in the clutch. Uh, you know you, you know Devontae well. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen from him that just makes him so good in these situations? I've, AD talks about it all the time. We'll talk about it with, with AD about his off-balance threes that he hits. Yeah. But what have you seen that makes him so so good in these situations? He he's not rattled by the moment. It's almost like he thrives on that pressure and the tougher the shot, the more he wants to hit it. It's incredible because you see these easy shots all throughout the game that don't fall for him, but it's the one where someone's in his face or he's having to, you know, jump to the side or he's over half court and those ones go in no problem and you and you you know they're going to go in I think everybody does it's just like this weird trust that everybody has in his ability to hit these just gnarly shots especially at in, in the, at the end of the game it's 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 pretty amazing I, I ESPN stats and info can come up with a lot of things I wish they could come up with an off-balance stat <laughs> uh to talk about but uh, well, He's you practiced know. that shot oh, ever since ever. Like it, ever since you know, I come even in high footer. school. Like it's something he's always done. We'll talk uh, a little more Pels coming out of the break. We'll have Antonio Daniels uh, coming up here. Um, if you want to call in later in the show, 800-998-100.3, ESPN New Orleans, 100.3. Hey, she's Aaron Summers. I'm Andrew Lopez. We'll be right back. When you sing. Today's pros need today's tools, and nobody understands that better than the Home Depot. Our app makes it simpler to get supplies ordered and delivered. Our online project calculators cut guesswork and last-second supply runs. Job site delivery puts what you need where and when you need it. And rental puts the right equipment in your hands, but not your overhead. That's how today's pros get more done. New tech, new tools, old-fashioned hard work. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Vivid Seats, your ticket to hold on to your hat, edge of seat sitting, bases loaded, two outs, half-court buzzer beating, 60-yard Hail Marys. Hear that pin dropping? Can they do it? They did. For your team, it was nothing. Get tickets and earn rewards with Vivid Seats. Life happens live. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Nick, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, it's about the money. Show me the money! I'm with you now. Oh, yeah, it's about the money. Yeah. Yeah. The money helps. Yeah, I'm sure it helps, but y'all all <laughs> got so enough stupid. to not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Andrew Lopez, Aaron Summers, sitting in here for Gus. Uh, Gus is maybe still on a plane. I don't know. He'll he'll let us know eventually, I'm sure, uh, once he lands. But let's get right uh, in onto the phone lines. We have Antonio Daniels, your analyst for Valley Sports, for who covers the Pelicans every night. Uh, AD, I have one question for you before we start. This is very important. <laughs> Do you have a turtleneck on right now? Do I have a turtleneck on right now? Like as right now, right now, right no. now. Okay, no. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Is it cold I, I in Philly? I, it's freezing in Philly. <laughs> it is freezing, but I, I have not, I have not got into my 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 game attire just yet. Okay, I didn't I, know if like if the turtleneck had gotten to a point where you just had to wear it at all times. Sleep in it. Uh, yeah. Work out in so it. You, yeah, so you're saying, like, I got a turtleneck onesie that I just keep on at I, all times? No, I'm not saying you have a turtleneck onesie. I think you're Three saying seven. you have a turtleneck onesie, <laughs> and you just let the world know that you have one, which is cool. Again, no, that don't. is perfectly fine. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't possess a turtleneck that buttons under the bottom. You know, well, buttons in the crotch. I don't, maybe, I don't maybe, we, maybe we need to find one for you. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, it, is, it is cold. It is a, a cold day up there, and now this Pelicans will be – uh, without several starters mm-hmm. tonight. However, one of the things that does mean is we we may see the first NBA start of Jose Alvarado's career. We you anybody who listens to the broadcast knows how you feel about Jose. What do you think this mm-hmm. is going to? What do you expect to see from him tonight uh, in this kind of a role? You think uh, I wouldn't expect anything to differ for him outside of the role and possibly the minutes. But um, when you're put in a position like this, when you're without 80% of your starting lineup, obviously it, it's the number of changes that will take place. So I, I have no idea. I have no idea what Willie's thinking as far as who he's going to start, if he's going to start Jose, or if he's going to start Sadoransky and keep Jose in that same position of coming right. off the bench and trying to change the game. Um, it's so many moving parts that are going on right now, you know, with the amount of guys that are out. Um, man, listen, Andrew, Aaron, y- y'all know, like, this is, this is a league that's all about adjusting. You have to be able to adjust on the fly. And there are a lot of adjustments that need to be made right now by Willie Green and the coaching staff. You, you play for a long time in the league and, and the scheduling has gotten 
they, they've tried to make it better. And obviously this is a situation right now that the Pels are, have been put in where it, it made it worse. Uh, it is now a, what, a six and nine trip, including, uh, tonight's game. Then you have, you, you come home for two days and then it's four and five, two at home, Sunday off, two on the road. As, as a player, how how much more mindful do you have to be in, in these situations of, about taking care of your body when you have to play in a stretch like this? You have to be diligent and efficient with your time. And I know that's easier said than done. Um, certain things are, are out of your control. The fact that I walked into my hotel room last night at 3.15 in the morning, it's out of your control. But what you do from that point now moving forward is in your control. You know, what are you doing with your time? Be diligent with your time. Um, and be efficient with your time as far as knowing when to rest, knowing how to – this is a part of being a professional athlete. It's not just showing up and playing. It's about the preparation. Um, not the preparation for the other team, but the preparation of, you know, what, what do I need to do with my body so when I do get to the arena tonight, I physically feel like the best version of myself. You know, I, I'm. we talked about this at length yesterday during the game. I, I don't understand this. For the life of me, I, I don't grasp this concept of how you can show up, be prepared to play, and then not get the benefit of the schedule. The team that actually wasn't prepared to play, that only had three guys in the protocol, right. they got the benefit of the schedule. They didn't play last night. You know, this is not just a back-to-back, but it's a wrong way back-to-back in the fact that you're losing an hour. Right. So, like I said, you get here at 3 o'clock in the morning, and now you're playing against a team that was at home and rested and waiting for you. I don't grasp the concept as to why this is okay, but, again, this is out of your control. You show up and you hoop. Okay, but so from a player standpoint, you just voiced how frustrated you are. But for these players, mm-hmm. how do they get past that? Not only the fact that they're now back and filling in this situation, but how it affects their schedule this entire week. And, and, and honestly, Aaron, I can be frustrated because I'm not playing. Right. That's the thing. As a player, you can't afford to take that frustration. Like You can be frustrated all you want to right now. You know what I mean? You can call your people and, you know, you call your boys. Like, man, I can't believe the NBA did this. But once you get past that point, man, you get to the arena, it's time to focus yourself and play. Plain and simple. You know, everything is not always going to go your way. There are certain things that are out of your control. You know, you hear it all the time. You know what? Life isn't fair. Well, you know what? This isn't fair. But you still got a job to do. And the fact that you have 80% of your starting lineup out, now what you do, this is an opportunity for a lot of guys. You hear it all the time. All guys want more opportunity. All guys want more minutes. Well, be careful what you wish for because now it's given to you. And the sense of a team with the Philadelphia 76ers, that's two and a half games out of first in the Eastern Conference. And to me, they have the MVP of the league right now that's playing. So now you wanted opportunity. Now opportunity has been awarded to you. Take advantage of it. One of the things I think that Aaron and I were talking about before uh, – before you we we called you was when you look at the nine guys who are available tonight herb mm-hmm. jose gt jackson Nikhil, tomas gary billy and naji those nine guys are going to fight tonight like no they, we, we we can call this a schedule l and and talk about that but i don't think those nine are, are looking at this like it's going to be a loss tonight the, I'm not I mean, either. Yeah, go I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not either. I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't do the schedule L because I've been in. I've been on both sides of this coin as a player. I've been on the side where I'm with Philly, 
where you're fully healthy, you're rested, and you're playing against a depleted, undermanned team. So I know the mentality that they, that they have to fight against human nature. But I mean, I've also been on the other side, just like the nine guys that you would just reference are, where you're going in and you're playing against a team that's healthy. And you don't have anything to lose. And to me, that is the most dangerous teams to play. When you get toward the end of the season and you're playing against teams that are out of the playoff race, now you got guys that there's no consequence for the way they're playing. I tell you what, when you look at like Nikhil tonight, where he understands, I can go out, man, I can just ball out. I don't have to look at the side because ain't nobody coming in. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. Najee hasn't played in who knows how long. You know, this is an opportunity for these guys. I don't, I don't consider this a Schedule L. Is every possible element working against the Pelicans? Yes. I would be foolish to think different. But I also understand how human nature works. I also know that these are blue-collar guys that have been waiting for an opportunity to prove themselves. It's almost what we saw last night with the Pacers. They had a completely depleted roster, and they came out, and they did not go away. They were scrappy till the very end of that ball game, and they had this guy, Dwayne Washington Jr., who no one's ever heard of, who comes in and has a career night. (laughs) It's funny that you said that, because last night, when Dwayne Washington Jr., you know, Joe keeps his his notes and all that stuff, you know, kind of. And when Dwayne Washington Jr. hit a three, Joe said, and the three-pointers made by, and he's over there going through his notes and trying to find who this dude is. He's over there flipping through his notes. Uh, Washington Jr. out of... Uh, he got real familiar out, with that yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, he had to right. say it a lot. Yeah, so, and, and you're right, Aaron. Like, it, the thing is, he doesn't have anything to lose. You know, they, they're without, you know, Brogdon, and they're without Sabonis, and they're without Miles Turner, they're without T.J. Warren, they're without T.J. McConnell, like... What do those dudes have to lose except to go out there and lay it all on the line? Those are dangerous teams to play. And I would love to see that that same energy and effort that we've seen from this team all year long. Look, the talent won't be there. The talent would not be there because, realistically speaking, your regular starting five is out if you put Zion in there. Your regular starting five isn't present. This is a a star power league. Okay, you're you're without the star power, but I tell you what, the heart, the energy, the effort, all of the things that have brought this team into the playing conversation, they'll definitely be present. That's tough to deal with. You've we, Obviously, we started talking about uh, Jose but to, to start this, but you've, you've spent a lot of time with him this year, even going back mm-hmm. to the summer. I, I, we see you after practice talking with him and having these conversations. What is it about his makeup that – has prepared him for moments uh, like we saw last week in the garden when he goes home for when he mm-hmm. is able to take these minutes. What, what has made him uh, this way? What have you, what have you seen in him? Um, he's grateful. And what I mean by that is uh, a lot of times there are people that are given things. And once they're given things, they're complacent in their role. And the thing about Jose, he is appreciative of everything that he has earned. He's not complacent. So when you have conversations with him, I, I saw him yesterday when I got to uh, the practice facility. Mm-hmm. And he came running up and he gave me a big hug. And he was like, man, I was in the garden. And I told him, I said, yo, man, <laughs> like you're just scratching the surface. This is just the beginning of your story. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, you know, right? I got a long way to go. So he's not complacent in being where he is. 
tough kid. Tough kid. Brooklyn kid. Brooklyn born. If you know guys from New York, the majority of my college team was made up of guys from the New York area. Tough. But the thing about him is he is so appreciative to be in this position, but he is willing to work. Because there's a different kind of fiber and a different DNA about guys that have got there this route as opposed to guys that have been drafted and it's been given to them. Because once you get there, like when you come from the G League and you get there, your thought process is, I ain't going back. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to stay where I am right now. And Jose's mind and his heart is content on being where he is now and even elevating himself even more. That's what really stands out to me. This young man is so grateful and appreciative to where he is, but he's not going to stop working. I would I would love to see him have a like a JJ Barea type career where he is here for for a long time and has mm-hmm. these, and, and and it's just that kind of guy because I think as much as we've seen Herb Jones jersey start to pop mm-hmm. up in the in the Smoothie King Center, I, I think we'll start to see a lot of Jose Alvarado ones uh, pop up here in the near future. AD, we appreciate you uh, giving us some time. We'll let you go get uh, into your turtleneck onesie right now. Uh, we know you're waiting on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is what we're doing, Andrew. Thanks, Lopez. Antonio. This is what we're doing, Aaron Summers. Okay. Okay. I look Thank forward you guys. to seeing. I, I look forward to always. seeing you on Thursday. She is Aaron sure. Summers. Uh, I am Andrew sure. Lopez, ESPN Radio, New Orleans, 100.3. We'll be right back with Todd Graffinini to talk a little bit more pels right after this. at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today 
or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Andrew Lopez, Aaron Summers sitting in for Gus today. Uh, is probably pretending he's on his way to class right now, so if you see him, honk at him. Uh, let's, we, we just talked with, uh, AD. Now let's bring in somebody who I know is very glad. Oh, uh, Todd, you're going to love this. Uh, Ian Rappaport just uh, tweeted this out. (laughs) Sean Payton has informed the saints that he is stepping away. You gotta be kidding me. I am reading the tweet from rap sheet right now. He has told the team he is stepping away. Away. So instead of talking about how you would love to no, be, how much better could this day be for you, Todd? Yeah. Um. Wow, I just got blindsided. Um. Don't worry, we yeah, did I, too. Okay. Um. I, you know, I was going to make a joke about you know you being a program director and and scheduling someone right after Antonio Daniels, because I don't know what in the hell am I going to talk about that uh, Antonio Daniels is not already discussed. But, uh, yeah, this is a much different uh, deal here going on. But um, where, where do you want to go, Saints or, or, or Pels? I mean, well, we're here. Let's, let's... Hey, uh, Dennis Allen, come on down. I mean, <laughs> OK, so that all right, that I, I, right. I, I, I was talking to some friends yesterday about this. That seems like the logical step here, right? Especially if he is supposed to. I think Jeff Duncan reported this this morning. If he is supposed to be interviewing with the Chicago Bears here um, shortly. I mean, I think I would like him to not take that interview at this point, right? I, uh, I hope I someone's would. on the phone with him. Uh, well, hopefully, again, I mean, geez, I wonder how long this has been knowledge in the building. Um, because if, say, everybody knew that what just came out might have known this last night, I wonder if there was a call made to Dennis Allen uh, then. So, sure. I mean, that's complete and utter speculation by my part, but. I mean, I think the NFL world just got hit with a sledgehammer literally seconds ago. So um, this is just the beginning of what's going to be, I would imagine, a firestorm of speculation in the uh, very near future. Uh, starting right now, if you could call right now the near future. because uh, I, Yeah, I think I mean, that's so. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I was, I was wow. getting into a question to you about how much I know you are loving that you are in Philadelphia right now. Uh, um. I mean, we could go there, too. Uh, I, I thought Antonio was very, what's, what's the word, uh, diplomatic yes. in, uh, in his answer of what he couldn't think of the last time we were here. It was December 19th. I know that because it was my wife's birthday, which I missed um, because I was here ready to call a game. And then, look, it's on the schedule. You, you call your, your scheduled game. But when the other team punts, and you have to uh, fly back home eight hours later and not call a game when it should have been played, that's a whole different situation. Um, look, the thing that really irks me about that, and I've, I've gone off on my soapbox on this show, you know, once when this happened, the, the thing that really, really gets me is that the NBA let the 76ers get away with this because 
as Antonio mentioned, we were here that day ready to play. They had eight available players and literally punted the game. And I know this because the next night they played the Boston Celtics with the same eight players, and Joel Embiid scored 40 points. And he was questionable to play in the Pelicans game. Do not insult my intelligence. They could have played the game. They did not. They got away with it. And now, again, we're on a back-to-back, and Antonio was very accurate. I walked into my hotel room at 3.15 as well, and I didn't play last night. So, you know, I, I don't think I've ever wanted to win a basketball game more than I do the game tonight. That would be the biggest middle finger to everyone in the NBA and Philadelphia. But, again, I, I digress. Uh, and I thought, you, I, you know, you stole my thunder, Aaron, because – all you got to do is look back at what happened last night. Yeah. Nobody knew who Dwayne Washington was, I promise you. If you did, then you're a basketball Jackson Hayes donkey. knew. That was it. Only Jackson Hayes. Yeah, ja- yeah, Jackson knew. But that guy hit more three-pointers than our entire team did last night, uh, if you think about it. So, yes, he did. Seven, seven to six. I, yeah, I, I'm aware. Um, because, <laughs> it, it's you know, Andrew, we were talking about this with, with J.D. and I after the game was over. This is my third year in the league, and you know I've seen a lot of Pelicans basketball in that time. There ain't no way we won a game in that three years where the other team hit 19 threes. No way, it's no. not happened. We didn't do we didn't do the research. We did, couldn't do the research right away. But there's no way that would have happened in the three years here. So I, they took I guess, 46. You know, by the way, I mean it was well, insane. Yeah, but again, yeah, Aaron. But there's 32 percent. I mean, come on. They played so far above their heads last night, but you know why? Because of what you guys were talking about. They had nothing to lose. Indiana had nothing to lose last night. They had a bunch of guys that were just happy to be out there, and they played their tails off, and they nearly pulled it off. That's what I really, really hope we see tonight. Uh, so who, who's it going to be? Who's our Dwayne Washington I don't know. Somebody tonight? better make. They better make some threes, Aaron. Yeah. Somebody better make some threes. Is it going to be Gary Clark? I will say this. It is not going to be – you will not win this game tonight making six three-pointers. I'm going to agree with you there, Andrew. Big, thick limb. You just stepped out on. Yeah, I just looked at the box score from last night, and everybody who was available to play tonight was a combined 0 for 17. So somebody's got to make some threes. Um, You know, look, Billy Hernan Gomez, hey, he's always ready to go. Give – He's, I will I will predict this. Billy's going to get a double-double tonight. He will get a double-double tonight. Um, I, I like that, that prediction uh, a little even more than I think my won't win with six three-pointers of eight prediction. <laughs> we, yeah, we, uh, we, need to make, we need to make some threes. And look, and, and Antonio's right. The guy who's playing, where's number 21 for the Sixers, he's the MVP right now. He has is, he is literally put Philadelphia on his back because they were shorthanded in that Spurs game back on Sunday, and he basically won the game himself. I mean, he's, what, 30 points, 12 straight games. Um, You know, he's got 13, 30, and 10 games. I mean, the numbers are just ridiculous what Embiid is doing. And, you know, that's that's the thing when you're so shorthanded tonight to try to defend a guy like that because his game is literally at the peak. Uh, uh, It's at the peak of his powers. He can do it inside. He can do it outside. There's no weakness whatsoever. So, so a guy like that can literally beat you single-handedly. So, well, you know, somebody we'll with I his just, size, 
I mean, his ability no, to move feet. and play like feet. a guard, it's incredible no. what he's able to do. So you brought it up. Defensively, what do the Pelicans do? Who is it going to be? I don't know. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be Billy. Uh, you know, Jackson's going to have to. Here, here's another thing, you know, that literally just popped into my head. We got to stay out of foul trouble. Um, yes. You know, yeah. you got to be very, very careful uh, what's going on. You know, especially Herb, especially Jackson, um, because those guys you got to count on to to, to defend. Uh, and, and of course, you know, you might have. I I don't think. I don't know if you're going to put Herb Jones on Joel Embiid, though I wouldn't be surprised to see it uh, at some point tonight. But, yeah. you know, the thing, that thing that Herb has to guard against, we talked about this in the broadcast last night, uh, it, it seems every game he gets one of those cheap early yeah. fouls, you know, one fouls that he needs to avoid, you know, because he has got to be in the game uh, for the majority because he's your best defender. So uh, it, it's, look, <laughs> especially what literally just happened in the last five minutes. Um, I think this game has completely been put on the back burner now. Yeah, I got um, a feeling the next two hours of this show are not going to be very busy. Uh, we're not going to be able yeah. to talk Pels much longer. Yeah. Um, FYI, Nick Underhill, who reported uh, this at the same time as Rap Sheet, says that Sean Payton is retiring. Slightly different wording he's than done, done. stepping away. Uh, so it sounds could be the mini retirement could be the, route. could be the broadcast route. I'm sure we will talk about that more here uh, on ESPN New Orleans uh, in the next two hours. Uh, Todd, have a have a great game tonight, man. I know you're. I, I know how much you love being up there right now. Like I said, I've never <laughs> wanted to win a basketball game more than I want to win tonight. If we win tonight, I might mic drop. I might just just. <laughs> Walk out the building with both hands raised high. I mean, did you make it to the Rocky steps like he like he did? I did. I'll I'll uh, I'll send you the video. Yes, perfect. There you go. Uh, He is Todd Graffinini. Uh, She is Aaron Summers. I am Andrew Lopez. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Hit us at ESPN Radio Nola uh, or call us eight hundred nine nine eight one hundred three. Sean Payton is. You lose Sean Payton and Drew Brees in back-to-back off-seasons. Welcome, welcome to what's next, Saints fans. Uh, we'll be right back here on ESPN New Orleans. 100.3.